Welcome. You're listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast recorded live on a Tuesday with Mark and Becca. We're your hosts. This is your community. Wherever and whenever you're listening, welcome on board. Hello, welcome to our first anniversary. My name is Mark and this is... Hello folks, hello and welcome to, yeah, a whole year of faith and geekery. And boy, has it changed over this last year from (laughs) me just rabbiting in front of a camera to me... Oh no, wait, I'm just still rabbiting in front of a camera. Uh, (laughs) Wait uh, a minute. (laughs) But we have the marvellous Becca joining us and has joined us many a times as our coach. I, apparently How I've doing, been Becca? turned into a cupcake today. I, I, Does I anyone else think that. that I am actually a birthday cupcake? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it might change and develop. Uh, we could swap over places as well, if you like. So, for example, I could be a cupcake. <laughs> I did a better cupcake. It's um, my head perfectly. <laughs> It does. It does. How 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 have you been going there, Becca? Good. I had a fantastic weekend at the Wholehearted Conference where I met some lovely geeky friends. Um, hello, Lydia. Speaking of, um, and I am now um, just around the corner from Hyde Park, which I could Ooh. get very geeky about when it comes to MAYC London weekends and uh, the things that we got up. To in the Hyde Park, so for non-Methodists, MAYC, okay, no, MAYC weekend is a Methodist thing. Yes, yes, and face paint was involved at one point, Um, and I think that's about it. Let's move on. Um, What any anything geeky that you've been getting on with, Um, and folks. Uh, if you're tuning in, just please be in touch to share what you've been, uh, what geekiness that you've been up to. What have I been up to? I am, I'm still um, animating, choreographing, programming little movers, which I will eventually post a picture of so that I can do a dance performance um, to Puppet on a String actually and i've got my little this is on second life i've got my avatar that will look like a jointed marionette with the strings and all the rest of it um and it it's all it's all complicated until you know what you're doing and then and then it's just a lot of moving little bits i'll have to do a 
the little video and then you can see and you'll go, yeah. oh, yes, Becca, yes, we now know what I think, you're talking about. I think about. I get the idea. I think I get the grasp of that. That's good. That's good. Um, and I think I've been doing more 3D printing and bits and pieces like that, which I'm sure I'll bore people later with our what Geeks Gallery. Are you 3D printing? Oh, is it on the gallery? Is that what uh, you're yes, going to show us in the pictures? I'll, I'll mention it later, but okay. um, I'm, I'm going to, I think this is the end of my little chapter of doing these. There's a, a natural moment to stop. And so therefore I will just, um, yeah, pause at this point and kind of get my sanity back before mm. I might embark down the line on more 3D printing, but I'll explain that a little bit later. So, um, so yeah, so, so that is that. Um, I've suddenly realised that we normally have our... Uh, my order of things and i have misplaced my order of things um we're gonna have our geeky gallery a little bit later towards the end of our episode again um but i think it should be um time for some geeky news i do believe are you ready for some geeky news did you did you pass me over the geeky news that i was gonna do uh no i did not <laughs> so no, it might just be me news. As always, oh, completely hey. professional. Always, uh, welcome to <laughs> Geeky News. Uh, the first thing to note that this Friday, that Apple are releasing their Vision Pro headset, which still looks a bit snorkely, uh, but it is a staggering three and a half thousand dollars in America. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I've already heard that there's still some issues with their spatial keyboard. So when you're typing in 3D, uh, they haven't quite mastered it yet. So people are saying, yeah, buy a Bluetooth keyboard. So like for three and a half thousand dollars, it doesn't feel as if all the niggles have been ironed out. Um, still in Apple news, um, iOS 18 is all set to roll out with new features, which we say new features, but I think basically there's much more stability coming in this um, new release. We're enabling um, more superior messaging, uh, which basically means that you used to be able to kind of do um, iMessages between Apple devices. They're boasting that it's going to now work between Android message um, Android phones as well as Apple. And there's other features along those lines. Um, but those are the two main bits. Um, Amazon slashing jobs at Twitter, uh, sorry, at Twitch not at Twitter, uh, at Twitch, MGM, and Prime Video. And I think this is like this competition of trying to kind of make streaming work and be kind of cost-effective and things like that. Because I've also heard rumors that Disney are also going to be streamlining Disney+, Plus, or there's a rumor that they're going to be letting off yet more employees, which must be really hard. Um, next, um, the Emmys took place last night um, with The Bear, Succession, and Beef taking a lot of the, um, a lot of the trophies. And finally, to celebrate its first anniversary, Faith and Geekery are giving away a set of dice. And that is all for Geeky News. And there exciting. We go. Um, I actually yes. listened to all of them as well. Well, bless you. Um, this seems to be a new update thing. Ooh. Oh, sorry, one second. Lydia is very frustrated. Working personal phones send stuff in each other's pocket. Okay, uh, that seems to be it. Um, beef, yes, nothing to do with cows. Oh, win an award for being in an outstanding field. Very good, Lydia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it just seems an interesting, um, yeah, a lot of uh, stuff going on, really. Emmys, good. Um, I had I think... not heard of any of those movies. I don't know where I've been to have missed. Well, these are the series, aren't they? Um, for the Emmys. Are they not TV series, Emmys? Oh, I don't know. Um, Succession and The Bear I've heard of. Not seen either of them. Um, interestingly, yeah. we've got um, Macaulay Culkin, I think, in The Succession. And I think he's won an award um so uh okay. yeah very interesting um but yeah very bit bit worrying about streaming services and kind of not being able to make a profit and things like that 
So we may be needing to hold on to our physical DVDs and and box sets until we know that they are um, completely viable. Unless unless they unless they overemployed in in the race to be the streaming service, and now they're cutting back in order to actually make the profit. Now that they're they're established companies. I don't know how that works. Hmm. I don't fully know either. <laughs> I know Netflix has gone up from £10 to £17.99. When did that even happen? Well, I think this is it. That I think initially what they tried to do is kind of saturate the market and try to make sure that theirs was like the flagship, um, as in I mean this broadly speaking, across all of these kind of streaming yeah. services. And, and actually... It seems that it's quite a quite a competitive market still, and some people just aren't bothered. You know, the, it's not the future necessarily; it's just not their thing. Um, oh, there's some about R. Kelly on here. I don't know what that means either. Um, who has a more famous stream than R. Kelly, though? Is it a reference about an R. Kelly song? But uh, as Angela said. As Angela said, uh, love a DVD and CD, keeping it old school. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's everything other than to mention Apple. But again, st stability issues and kind of more superior messaging. Yeah. Um, Vision Pro headset for those with that amount of money. And I'm sure it'll be a little bit more expensive here in the UK. I think I've seen people talk about that they can do hobbies around their home whilst watching TV, um, but I don't think that warrants a three and a half grand, uh, three and a half uh, thousand pound dollar uh, kind of label on it. But uh, let's let's see what it brings, shall we? I'm sure it'll be some very cool spatial interaction. Um, I think that is everything in regards to um, geeky news. Unless you've got anything else to say, Becca. Not today. Although I don't update my phone anymore, my iPhone. It feels like the same thing as it always as it did the last phone. So I'm waiting until um something magical comes out. Mm. And then I might. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we should mention actually i forgot to mention at the very beginning of the the show um we're having slightly uh, sound issues which is why we're, we're sounding a little bit more sedate a little bit more laid back it's just yeah, so, so that we don't have feedback issues. That we're going to, yeah if we if i'm if we're too loud we might just kind of um cause more frustration especially for the uh, pod podcast listeners um but we are not alone in our birthday celebrations uh, we have got a guest with us tonight and that is sam and i'm going to bring sam up now Hello, Sam. Hello. Hello, Mark. Hello, Becca. Hello. Hello. It is a Hello. pleasure to, for, you to, for you to join <laughs> us, especially this is your kind of kind of new into the kind of community, new into into here. So thank you for, for daring to step forward uh, and, <laughs> uh, and to be part of the conversation. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. Fabulous. Fantastic. Um, is there anything that geeky that you've been up to recently or uh, unless you're going to mention about the, the thing that you're going to talk about um no i'm not <laughs> i'm not technical but i do like some geeky things um sort of along the lines of star trek lord of the rings things that i do for entertainment um and my main hobby is um is, is writing um science fiction fantasy cool Fabulous. that's very Sounds very cool. I'm looking forward to talking about that in a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've just realised a little message has come into my, well, I say into my ear as if it's been talked. Um, yes, I realised that uh, the person was a troll talking about rude things about R. Kelly. So uh, jolly good. Mm. Thank you that we've, we've established that. Um, okay. So um, I think before we kind of talk about sci-fi stuff, um, I think it's a nice moment to recognise that we are celebrating... Um, our our first anniversary and so i just thought i'd bring up a little slide briefly um to um 
to kind of talk about uh, before we go into our quiz that's what we'd normally do wouldn't we um but we're going to yes. do the anniversary stuff first um and so i'm going to okay. bring up this slide oh we've lost uh one moment is that better um so we can see things um this is just a quick slide i just thought i'd throw up um because these are all the sort of subjects and things that we've covered over the last year some of it started off with me just in front of the camera as i said at the very beginning uh we've done mario kart and all that kind of stuff um and uh, a real frustration of actually physically lego building in front of the camera um that was <laughs> tedious especially when i lost a piece or three um and i had to go rooting around for it so uh, let's not revisit that one anytime soon um but uh yeah i think um i hope yeah i think it's just been an opportunity of this last year to kind of explore geekiness in its definition to explore kind of the ways of which we can be the ways in which we can do stuff to um, have downtime chill kind of do geeky things as well as um sorry no cows i've realized that lydia um i was literally sorry, going lydia. i was literally going on the titles of the youtube channel um, and i realized that there was about six or seven that i just didn't bother with any titles in uh so i'm sorry <laughs> we should have mentioned cows and cows have been mentioned quite thoroughly uh throughout um but um, yeah, there's there's all these kind of ways of which we can kind of engage with the world, engage, engage with kind of being human, being kind of just relaxing and spending time to master our skills or just to spend time, um, just to kind of have downtime or otherwise. Um, and so, um, yeah, these are all kind of um, moments where we can share. And um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think that also kind of inspires us to talk about ways in which all of these sort of things and more, including cows, uh, can enable us to kind of reflect on our own lives, on our own abilities, um, as well as kind of how we engage with the the world around us. And uh, yeah, so is that a little bit better layout? Um, any thoughts, Becca? I think it does. It shows it shows how broad this this has been. Um, you know, you think you think just the crafty bit alone, that's so broad in terms of the different things that you can do and create. Um, partly because it makes people money, but partly because people have this diverse interest in what they can do. Um I think, you know, more often than not, what people show on the Discord group are the different things they're making. Um, that geekiness kind of manifests not in the cerebral stuff that we end up doing in chatting about it. It's actually in the doing and the creating and the playing with it. Um, you know, people are engaging because it's fun rather than it's an intellectual exercise. And I love I love seeing that each week is different people's mm. manifestation of their their geekiness in some weird and wonderful way. Yeah. Why we love our people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sam, anything to add? Or happy just to be? Um, just looking at that um, gives me an idea of what you're considering as, as geekiness, which is a wider range than I thought. Um, the... The episode I did catch was the tabletop RPG episode that you, you did um, some months ago. So, yeah, that was interesting. Oh, fantastic. I was going to say, as, as somebody newish to this, then, you know, I can understand or kind of just revisiting. Uh, we're just appreciative that you're coming along onto the show. Uh, and um, we'll come on to your subject in a little while. Shall we move on to our quiz? Is that all right? Let's Let's do that. Right. Um, Sam, I realise you're new to this kind of format of it. You don't have a pen and paper if you want to, uh, but it will be encouragement to, um, to kind of see what answers you've got. Um, it's my turn this week, and there is a little bit of a heads up, um, because in a fortnight's time, um, we have got our All Week Annuary, All the Quiz You Can, um, which is our charity 
even of where we're going to be. It's going to just be purely all quiz uh, for the whole hour, uh, hosted by Becca and myself, unless we can get others to join us to be quiz team leaders or otherwise. Um, but tonight, I have five questions for you, and we'll run through the questions and then see what we, um, how we can kind of. Uh, see what answers you get at the end um so uh, without any spoilers and people people don't comment any answers that's cheating that'll be cheating and it'll, it'll be marked down uh question number one are you ready yes yes can you this is very much 3d printer themed i'm afraid can you name any of the popular materials used in domestic 3d printing <laughs> name any of the popular materials used in 3D uh, domestic 3D printing. Okay, should we move on? Yes. Uh, <laughs> two, uh, a little bit of a, of a sideline here. Uh, what animal is on the front of Coleman's mustard? This is UK based. Um, technically, what animal? this is um, from Norwich. Okay, I know what it is then. But don't let that confuse you. Um, Shall we move on? Question number three. What's the difference between comic books and graphic novels? I'll ask that again. What's the difference between comic books and graphic novels? And this has been uh, courtesy of a very in-depth study of a Google search about five minutes before <laughs> we went live. Um, okay. Question number four. And to be honest, one of these questions really should be how you pronounce this properly. Uh, but what are the main ingredients to the traditional scone or scone recipe um, as in what typically would you put in to to make your scones or your scones i think i'd pronounce it scone the queen would have pronounced it scone if that helps <laughs> not sure <laughs> <laughs> And uh, finally, I'm just going to bring something up. Can you name this character? The one on the left. Okay, interesting. Uh, this is from... And sorry. his magic torch. Oh, well, I mean, that's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? Um, no, only if you know what that is. Uh, from the 70s, folks. 80s. First, first 1977. Wow. Okay. Google. Other search engines are available. Okay. How do we feel that we have done with those five questions before I give the answers? I don't know. I've got one, maybe two. Maybe three. Lydia's saying that you can hear me twice. I'm trying to be a bit quieter again. Ooh. Oh no. Cody is saying zero. Oh no. Can you still Sorry, hear me Cody. like this? Hopefully you can, yes, good. Okay, so question number one, what materials are, we, are used in domestic 3D printing? Any answers to offer? Plastic filament. I was going to say, Sam, have you got any ideas? Uh, uh, 3D printers I, I don't know anything about. No, so, no, not a clue. You don't have to feel bad for not knowing Lydia's but PLA. Yes, that I'll, I'll accept. Um, PETG, PLA+, ABS, nylon, TPU. All of that stuff is more than welcome. Plastic filament definitely covers at least one of those things. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Um, oh. 
Um, so, question number two. What animal is on the front of Coleman's mustard? A canary. I'm afraid not. We've got a... Yeah, I can still hear Definitely myself. Disappointed. I don't know then. I thought it was a cow. I would give you that. It is a bull. And in particular, <laughs> it's a Durham bull, because I just saw a news article earlier on today that mustard making is returning to the city of Durham because that's where it was first um, invented or kind of discovered um, whilst though several years earlier or however many centuries earlier I think it was a monastic thing um, with some sort of form of mutard or uh, yeah anyway I'll stop boring you uh, but you know it was a Durham bull on the front for uh, recognizing its heritage but they obviously make it in Norwich. Um, question number three. What is the difference between comic books and graphic novels? Should I just launch with the answer to save any... I, uh... think, I think I know, but I'm not sure. I've certainly read both. Is it to do with um, the dialogue? That in a graphic novel there are there is text not just as a, as a dialogue, whereas comics, it's more the story carried by dialogue? Um, Bubbles? No? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it is. I think I actually have got a couple of examples, and I, would, I was leaning towards the, uh, I think it's the Wikipedia entry, uh, that uh, comic books are serialised stories and are more likely to be shorter and are likely to go over many years, whereas uh, graphic novels tend to be much longer kind of in themselves and that they may yeah. only be kind of one or two books does that make sense yeah so they're much more kind of a large volume of uh of like a one storyline or two storylines across oh, okay. one big kind of publication um yes lydia i would give you uh, a moment. question number I four suppose novels are bigger i can't that kind of covers yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not always trying to trip you up with these these questions, by the way. Um, uh, what are the main ingredients of the typical scone or scone? Flour, butter, sugar? Um, yes, I would also accept baking powder and milk. Ah, uh, yeah, it does probably need milk and baking powder. Okay. Should we move on? Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lydia's put cherries. Yes. I'm being on a very gracious no, It must be. Not. Yeah, no, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just as, as if somebody said cheese, because you can get cheese scones. Yep, exactly, Lydia. I love cherry scones. <laughs> I call them scones, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely allowed to. Um, I like them plain, and then you add your jam. You add your sweetness separately. I think it depends on the mood. And also a warmed scone or scone, I think, uh, is also nice. Mm. And then you, you <laughs> butter. Anyway, I'm just making people hungry now. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh, points all around. Points all around. It's our birthday episode. Um, <laughs> it kind of ruins the competition there, doesn't it? Um, oh, we're not yeah, even going to go down the, the jam or cream first debate. <laughs> we're going to move swiftly on. Um, so jam finally, cream. finally, who was that character? Um, I'm going to have to bring it back up again now. That was Jamie and his magic torch. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie and his magic torch. Faster and faster than the hell to scale Jamie. I Jamie that I always wanted one, and I was always ashamed. You know, it's always sad that there just wasn't. It didn't exist in real life. Um, but also glad that there wasn't a policeman who'd eat his truncheon. Um, I don't know what that meant. Anyway, oh well done, well done, Lydia. You got four points. Fantastic. Um, oh, Sharon's put clotted cream. By the way, again, we're not going to go down that argument of the scone scone <laughs> thing. I I regret mentioning the scone scone thing. <laughs> And I think on that note, we are going to, to move on. Um, so, Sam, would you like to share a little bit about your hobby, please? Um, right. Well, I've been writing for a while, um, but within the last 
a couple of years. Um, I've been um, getting involved with having coaching to actually get my writings into some sort of structure. And I have sort of finished a first novel, which is in the process of being checked and everything. And I've started very recently to on a second one. Oh, well done. There are so bits, what, makes, what makes it science fiction? What is it that makes it different to a non-science fiction book? That was, that was not a well thought out question. <laughs> um, I was I was going to say they're not really falling into any um, exact genres because my books are um, a blend of both science fiction and fantasy in sort of way that Tolkien and um, C.S. Lewis wrote fantasy. So mine use the science fiction part mostly as um, a portal for my characters to get to a magical world so they arrive in spaceships and then they go on a, um, in both cases it's a quest so they go on a quest once they're there so oh, that is the fantasy part of it oh, I see. wow cool and how how long do they normally take or oh, i said normally how long has, <laughs> has the first one taken to kind so of the first one i started on um, the 1st of April 2020 in lockdown. Um, I was currently working in the NHS, so I, I didn't have some of the troubles that some people have. I was still getting, I was still in a routine, but um, obviously there were some restrictions that I, you know, like everybody else, couldn't go out as much. And I just sort of thought, I've had some of these ideas from way back when, when I used to do the role-playing games. Um so I had sort of um, ideas of um, sort of loose storylines and a world. And I, I sort of started writing and creating that into a novel. Um, so I finished it um, just before Christmas. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. Can you, um, I don't know whether my internet dropped out when you said what year you started it. Um, oh, I, 2020. I 2020. Oh, fantastic. Yes, oh, well, so, so as, lockdown, as, as lockdown started. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to sort of write the next one in a shorter time. I know what I'm, oh, I feel like I know a bit more about what I'm doing now. And, and is it the sort of thing that you can kind of, as you kind of develop your style and your I want to say trade, but you know, like as you hone in your skills, does it come easier to? Um, I feel as if I, I want to use a farming analogy, of, you know, kind of dig your, you have like a, a, is it easier to kind of, uh, yeah, to, yeah, to kind of plow my furrow? Yeah, yeah, or something. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, I was very much flailing around, not really knowing what I was doing to start with, and I, I very much have a, a plan now of a sort of I know how I'm going to structure my novel and how I'm going to proceed with writing it even though I don't know the full story yet oh um, fantastic and and did you find that the um your kind of your role play kind of game stuff that kind of inspired you or did you kind of did you kind of continue to kind of cultivate kind of ideas that started back there or, or or was it just the general idea of it that kind of enabled you to kind of uh, explore that as a as a literacy piece well I've picked out some of the role-playing things um, I've been inspired by other film by films and books um, and even songs there's a number of things that influenced me but I would say that the bedrock of it was probably the role-playing games and certainly for my world, that definitely originated in being a, a game master for a, a role-playing game. That was going to be my next question, whether you were a player <laughs> or whether you were a games master. So, yeah, so definitely. So you're behind the, the screen. and yeah. uh, oh, So I did, a, I did mostly a lot of playing as a, as a character in a, in a group, but I also did some um, mm -hmm. of the game master, sort of dungeon master type of role. 
because I, I, I hadn't realised I'm I'm only a recent kind of um, DM uh, and mainly for my family, uh, but I, I I find it quite fascinating how much you can kind of how much down the rabbit hole you can go with it and kind of you're having to think <laughs> outside of the box sometimes working about what how the world exists uh, how this kind of you know how your realm kind of works and kind of what is the norm there you know how do you kind of how do people kind of make livings and all this kind of you, you could almost think about whole kind of ecosystems and histories in order to just facilitate <laughs> somebody sitting in an inn and having a conversation yes. <laughs> uh, about some players coming together and going on a quest down into a dungeon or otherwise um so i can definitely yes. see how those sort of skills are transferable and especially with i'm just trying to think of like the likes of um i want to say famous um dms games masters like uh, matt mercer like uh, matt colville um other mats are available uh, but they kind of have a definite kind of writing background uh, or kind of uh, ways in which they're kind of creative uh, so i can definitely see how that is a transferable skill from yeah. one into the other so that's, that sounds fantastic um, is there is there anything else that you'd you'd like to to share about your your actual particular story or is it all hush hush or is there like a little uh, is there a little glimpse or mm-hmm. like at the back of the um yeah it's i'm hoping to get it published sort of late winter or early spring until it's out i don't really want to say too much about yeah. it no, but i'll good. certainly come back on here and, and talk about it once it's out there oh absolutely please really do so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh yeah absolutely that would be fantastic that would be fantastic well yeah please do please do share that as well um sam what would um what would you say your takeaway from the from the coaching process to get you to the point of of kind of saying yes this is a book i'm i'm ready to to take to to publishers um there there were two two big things i've got from it one was putting it into a structure and not having it rambling off um with the role-playing games you want it to ramble off you want diversions and things all over the place with a with a novel you need a structure and that's what one of the things i got and i also got somebody to read over it um what we call an alpha reader somebody to have a first glance and say this isn't working or this is working so my novel is now at beta readers, which are sort of just okay. people who are um, are critiquing the novel. Yeah. Um, but it's already been glanced over. Or, no, it's been read, but over a period of time. It's been read by somebody who has said, don't do this or do that. that. So that was really helpful. Uh, do you have to have a, a thick skin to go through this process of like of looking after your baby kind of, <laughs> to make sort of like hey back off you know or, um, or are you open to the the process i think you have to be open but then there are certain things where you sort of think i don't want to change that because i love that and you have to sort of work through about whether it it really isn't working and whether it it should be changed and quite often the, the, the alpha reader, the coach, knows what they're doing. So you just have to, have to yeah, accept that um, I don't know everything, I don't know anything, and then um, take their advice, really. Yeah. And again, I think that when you're talking about kind of that kind of expansive and you can kind of sprawl across, I think that is, as you say, about the whole kind of fantasy world and wanting to kind of convey mm. as much law and kind of uh perspective as possible you can kind of get lost in it a bit and i'm going to say something really harsh and i'm going to get heckled from near far and everywhere is that when i was reading tolkien lord of the rings um i i really struggled because the the amount of detail that they kind of go into mm. is so strong and is so long i kind of i i lost concentration even in the first chapter yeah. because but i mean it's really lovely the de- the the amount of detail was was fantastic yeah. but for me i'm just there kind of going i'm getting bored i i, I know it's a lovely <laughs> I, I know it's a lovely landscape but i'm i'm really needing to push through this can i skip forward a chapter um yeah. because I, I feel as if but i mean i, I know oops, sorry um i know that 
he was the kind of the, the the you know the forefather of of fantasy writing and i'm sure there are people before that are there um you know but he is, I think he was, is regarded he, as the father of, of yeah. the fantasy genre <laughs> yeah and so uh, maybe he needed like a, an alpha and beta reader just to kind of bring him in line a little bit. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Um, but uh, oh, you're on dodgy territory, aren't you, Mark? I know. I am indeed. I am indeed. But that is my personal opinion. Uh, and uh, but yeah, no, I can definitely see how. Um, yeah, when you're passionate for a place, for a community, for a, a city, or a or a world. Um, definitely kind of you've got to pick your battles don't you of what you yes. are happy to let go or yeah. what or is still kind of core to it mm-hmm. and and I guess also if you're investing in this um, system in this kind of uh, process then you've also got to kind of I don't want to say bend to it but kind of humble yourself to listen to to those that have gone ahead of you yes. to kind of say yeah, actually definitely. you know what yeah I get that oh bless yeah. you and Tolkien is um, regarded as being the the, the first and the, the, as, as you say the father but modern readers do not want all that information and sort of new writers in, in the genre are advised to sort of stick to the, the plot and not sort of put so much information that's interesting but not relevant yeah. So, yeah. I think you find a, a few authors do sort of a few books and then a background thing. Um, the Robin, Robert Jordan Wheel of Time books has got at least two um, that I know of background books um, alongside the, the massive 14 long, um, thick doorstep fantasy books that is part yeah. of that Wheel of Time. So um, all, all those books and all that stuff in there. And he's still got background stuff. That's, that yeah. are not in the novels. Yeah, and I guess that's it, isn't it? If you <laughs> if you've kind of invested in that in that place and and it, and it occupies you, I think um, if it occupies your mind and you kind of try and piece the things together, and whether that's mm. a visual process of storyboards and otherwise, or just kind of that whole on the ball kind of creating. Uh, yeah, a world, universe, whatever in your head, mm. then I guess you do kind of play out how they interact and how things process and, yeah. you know, what, what has led that kind of place to, to be that sort of kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think, yeah. I, I think I, I'll just be really fascinated in, that, in how the author does that, you know, of how, how you kind of go on that journey and you kind of have to kind of go through that creative process just to um yeah to kind of pick your own uh to, to pick your own battles within yourself let alone before you get it to an alpha or beta reader um d- yeah. does that sort of process come easy or 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 is it very direct and you're kind of going you know this is well, the way to, it's gonna go to me the world building is is fun i love doing that and I know an awful lot about more about my world than I've actually put into um, the story so um, but yeah for some people they they struggle with the world building Hmm. but uh, yeah I love it (laughs) and do you feel that you kind of want to be that that stuff that you're holding back is that the sort of stuff that you're wanting to then put into the next book or or are you just going to like lightly just like our sprinkles on a little birthday cake are you just likely to kind of just (laughs) kind of sprinkle a a little bit more into the next book and into the next book and just see how it goes so i've assumed that there might be a third (laughs) (laughs) um well trilogies are a a thing in fantasy yeah um Yes, I think sort of more will come out uh, as I put my characters into a situation, and I've got this world and know how it's going to, um, how, what it's all about. More would come out in the story, I think, as as I tell more and more stories. Assuming I carry on. No, oh, fantastic! Oh, sounds really good. Sounds really really good. I've got oh, another question um, yeah. about your about your writing process. So, um, you said um, you enjoy the world building bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you write your plot, 
is that something that you do as a you know when when you see a, a writer in a tv thing they're often on a typewriter um and they just kind of type away and it and the novel seems to emerge magically as a linear thing that you know they're just making it up as they go along each chapter follows one after the other is that a process that you follow or do you do something more kind of meta over the top where you have a bigger story arc and then yeah there are the um writers um of fantasy we tend to um fall into one of three groups a plotter um what they call a pantser you write by the seat of your pants which is what you're describing it all just comes flowing out um or or a planter, which is somewhere between the two. And I think I'm very much somewhere between the two. So I will plot out. Um, I usually start off with a beginning, how I want it to, to be. And then I sort of think how they want it to be at the end. So I usually write an ending as the next thing that I do. And I plot out how I want them to get there. And sometimes sort of I've had to... I've done lots of rewrites. Um, sometimes it's gone off track and I've had to either bring it back or or go with it. Um, but I, I like to have that that plan of what what will happen during the course of a novel before I start writing out all the details and the dialogue and everything like that. Interesting. Sorry, I was trying to add a little banner, but it doesn't seem to be wanting to play ball. I think Becca's got control of it. I was just going to put a little banner saying, are you a plotter, a pantser, or a, or a planter? Um, I'll put it in the comments instead. Uh, yeah, that sounds fascinating, because I think, um, is it Neil Gaiman who talk, talks about kind of just throwing everything at and hoping yes, that yes, something he does. sticks? And it's just like right then, brrr, throwing it and just see what goes, brrr, throwing it and see what goes again. Um, but yes, a plotter. Yeah, I think he is, is very much a pantser, but then he will rewrite to make it very smooth once he's got the story down. Hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. heard quite think... a few of his interviews and, and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That I think that cool. that creative process is is absolutely fascinating how people how people take story um and turn it into something that other people can then journey along with um it's, and and the fact that people can do that in such different ways um it's really interesting Yeah, I like I like to have a structure to to build on, and then um, I don't tend to get so lost. Um, whereas I, I I don't think I could really do it Neil Gaiman's way, um, of of it all just pouring out. I, I sort of need to know where I'm going. Mm, interesting. Mm. I'd love to see inside that mind. <laughs> Well, um, is there anything else to share about kind of sci-fi fantasy writing or are we wanting to schmooze on into Geeky Gallery? I'm good. Uh, you, you, yeah. you can get on with the, the next yeah, no, part no, no, no. of it. <laughs> just, just wanted to give you an opportunity. Your, to, your, oh. Do you have a, a third in the back of your head, Sam? Um, yes, I probably do. Okay. Very good. <laughs> and do you do you write that down, or is that kind of fermenting in the um, recesses of your brain? You I, I probably don't want, like anyway? to admit to myself that I do, because I sort of think, well, I ought to get on with writing book two before I think about book three. But yes, I, I, I have to admit, in the back of my head, I do sort of have an idea of yeah where it will all eventually go. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Um, I guess I, I need. I, I should ask one last question, actually. About um, can I ask about does it does it where does it fit into faith? Does it does it actively uh, nestle in with kind of 
your faith or are you happy that it's actually just over to one side and that you will dip into it or dip out of it to yourself or or do you um, compartmentalize it completely uh, right oh that's a really good question Sorry. um there is there is nothing in my book that um is against my faith if you see what i mean i wouldn't write anything that was um too spicy i think that's the word or um that would have um anything that that's um i think would go against god or anything yeah. like that um but i do i don't know whether some people would criticize this um some christians would criticize this but i do in the book have um a monotheistic religion um that it does plays no part in it but the um the priests in it are very much like a christian um priest uh, sort of christian um minister would be um and there is nothing that it, the, the the sort of god um of the story of yeah. it um is is there's nothing in that that um somebody could say well that's not a christian point of view yeah. um so and i think in, of... in the back of my, in the back of my mind um god created the universe and if there were people on other planets he would be their god and they might not call him yahweh yeah. or or um the lord or something um and the otho who doesn't play any part in in the story um could easily be jesus uh, the, yeah. god the father so yeah so it kind of complements a monothe uh, monotheistic uh, kind of creation and so therefore yeah. it doesn't kind of uh, cut across it or argue or kind of uh is uh yeah disrespectful or otherwise so uh, that's no, right, that sounds yeah. good I, I suddenly just thought that you know I, I, we've not kind of uh, delved into that aspect <laughs> of it uh but yeah. I, i'm just aware and, and for example and I've, and I've seen this more in them um, and recent uh viewers and listeners would have um, been aware that i've been making my way through some of these kind of dnd podcasts and mm. reading against the grain of where they deal with deities with cults with religious leaders um i'm not going to go oh this is really fascinating what part the their god or god's small g kind of plays mm. in in their storytelling in in their belief systems but greater than the religion but kind of how they believe their world to act and be and and how how kind of clerics and and it's just really mm. fascinating to see how whilst they none of them would sort of talk about openly about faith and about religion it's just interesting of how their there's like a subtle message kind of mm. sewn throughout their story um and, I, and I, i've got to what the end of one of them and i won't not any spoilers but they were offered deity they were offered deity status to say you could become gods and each one of them turned it down and they sort of said yeah well we've moved on from from god <laughs> and i was just like hmm mm interesting <laughs> interesting as a society that you know it seems to reflect uh, a wider society perspective right. but mm. but they they are not of a, of a faith podcast or or anything you know they're, they're just they just see themselves as a box standard kind of well hopefully more higher than standard kind of uh podcast uh for dnd players but mm. i just I, I just find it a really interesting observation of how god can be um a tool uh, or or can make this or how we perceive god to be can kind of um portray a perspective even if we're not actively doing it um, so yeah. but i find that really fascinating sorry i don't mean to i didn't mean to just kind of lampoon you at the end uh, but no i just i just find it really fascinating of, of just yeah of what do we say about kind of uh creation what do we say about a godlike role and it, it sounds as if you've really kind of thought it through and kind of aligned it but not kind of gone over the top with it i mean i think i've forgotten the chap's name i've i've read a few books where i've kind of gone 
you're a Christian <laughs> uh, because they've kind of gone down the, oh, well, well, C.S. Lewis did this way, so let's do this mm. and let's put a really good sacrifice in this and let's have a nice conversation with God, which is all good. But I think sometimes if you've kind of been brought up with it, uh, it's, it's almost like that, an oversaturation uh, where it could be a bit of a, a danger to kind of go down. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. I'm rambling, but thank you, Sam. Um, right. Can I ask you have you have you explored your kind of author name? Is is it just going to be, uh, or have you got a certain author name? Or oh, I'm I'm using my maiden name. Um, my husband's fine with that. I'm, I've been married for 22 years, um, and my husband is fine with me using my maiden name. Um, and it's just so that um, I don't know that there isn't any confusion or or anything that if it's refers to um i'm publishing i'm publishing as sam j paddison which is my uh, my maiden name and it's just so that anything that comes to me from that is obviously to do with being an author yeah yeah mm. oh fantastic fantastic nice. well so if we see sam sorry say that again sam j sam paddison. j paddison yeah Yes, well, and it's we... also not a not as um, a common name um, yeah. as as my married name. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, when if we, when we see that on the bookshelves, um, <laughs> we know that we saw it here first. So bless you. Thank you. Um, we're now, we're now going to kind of segue into our our last feature of the night. If that's okay, unless Becky, you've got anything else to add? You're looking very ponderous. No, no, that's cool. Um, we're just going to come to our little kind of geeky gallery, which um, is a, I should mention, just a brief plug that um, if you're catching up with us later at another time, uh, shout out to David who had to work tonight, but was looking forward to the um, one year anniversary. Um, but basically, um, you can find us on Discord where we share things and just kind of, yeah, hopefully kind of encourage one another and find kind of a bit of community and opportunity to share and to be on there and mm. um, just requires a download um, and just to clutter up your, 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 your devices uh, and, and things like that. Uh, but we also have a little geeky gallery where we invite people to share. Um, so I'm just going to bring it up here and I'm going to have to remember for our podcast listeners to, uh, to describe um, the very first slide is I'm, I'm being a little bit cheeky. This is my own stuff. Um, I wanted to share, first of all, um, my son's uh, collection of Rubik, um, of Rubik's kind of cubes, devices and all kinds of things. I'm sure not all of them are actually official Rubik stuff, uh, but it's basically a, a basket of all his various devices, uh, all of his various cubes and dodecahedrons and pyramids and things that you can kind of twist and shape. What I'm really grateful for is a solving app that you can now get on your phone and that you can <laughs> tap what what all the colours are and where the colours are and you'll go, ah, you can solve this in 64 moves. I'll show you. And you can kind of do it and so therefore you can solve them. I'm fairly sure my nine-year-old at one point started buying Rubik's Cubes because he couldn't solve the last one um so uh, so we've come on a journey um, just slightly obscured um i didn't ask uh, becky uh, but my daughter has been sewing um so she's really been getting into that oh, and yeah. she was really excited this week um so much so that she couldn't go to bed because she was so excited about her sewing project um oh. and so um mum uh, her mum has been kind of supporting her in uh in in the using the sewing machine and, and all this kind of stuff um also to mention, I've had an issue with my 3D printer this week, so I had to do a, uh, a clean out um, of a 3D printer, which for most people is very boring. However, in order to clean out a 3D printer nozzle, you've got to heat it up to 200 degrees in order for the molten plastic, to, so the plastic to become molten again, which means that you have to the only way that you can detach bits and replace nozzles and things is dealing with very hot metal. Uh, and so you're suddenly having to kind of use all the apparatus and not try to burn yourself. Um, but I managed to do it after lots of the projects were very wispy. The Anything that I was printing, it was almost like material because the, the plastic was so thin. Anyway, I won't bore you anymore. Uh, but the end product is on the far right-hand side, which is a hexagon. Uh, sorry, the third picture is uh, me with kind of a, a, a spanner and uh, a, an adjustable wrench um, around a, a nozzle enclosure of a 3D printer. Uh, but the last uh, picture 
is of one of my hexagons from the Settlers of Catan. Um, so this is me kind of upgrading my system, my set. Um, and um, this is a little desert hexagon. Um, and so I've um, kind of 3D printed it, painted it, and then added a layer of sand, or technically two layers of sand. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, and I think uh, I'm just awaiting magnets. And so I'm going to have a, a last session of adding magnets into the hexagons at the end of the week. And then I'm going to rest and relax from that because I think I've made something like 40 or 50 um, of these hexagons and painted them all and put them all together and super glued my fingers together and all that kind of stuff so moving on from that um one from uh, David from Specky Geek uh, he's been lino cutting again and uh, yeah I think this is a uh, quite a whether it's a a holy spirit thing or a phoenix out of the ashes sort of thing um but the uh really vibrant colors of uh, a bird kind of flying out of the flames um which uh i think uh, the first one on the right hand side is a bit of a it was his very first iteration of it and he's just kind of tidied it up um but i think it looks fab doesn't it becca oh sorry you're on, yeah you're on no mute. i love yeah, it yeah. i love the um the color gradient as well that he's managed to get on the um the red into the into the orange going up to I think that looks yeah. really effective. It does look really cool, doesn't and it? And also there's something about that image that we have we have kind of story around Holy Spirit, but then we also have fantasy around Phoenix. And it mm. almost doesn't matter what that image is because yeah, you yeah. find truth and meaning in how you perceive it as the viewer um regardless of what the artist actually meant and i think i think that's why art and imagery is so helpful for helping us understand deeper things of what's going inside on inside that that yeah. invites you onto a journey of what you see and what truth you're taking away from it and i think i think that's sometimes why I like the simplicity that you can get with lino cutting um but also with with imagery around um um either fantastical fantastic beasts um or um or you know some of our analogy um for understanding spirit so yeah mm. I, I like that that's really good and I think this is the last slide uh this is um Tom just sharing more of his um tempestuous scions and the sisters of silence i remembered to put in the little label this time um and so he's just working through um putting all these figurines together and i think waiting yeah waiting for some base toppers to arrive um before he progresses on to the next stages of uh of yeah of build before painting so that's really cool i think that's no it isn't it isn't all of it of course oh, it isn't uh you referenced at the very beginning uh the, the conference that you'd been on where Rebecca you'd seen sorry you can explain that if you wanted to uh, <laughs> um yeah so um Lydia Lydie Moo um and I happened to meet up at the well whole arted conference um somewhere in Stoke I'm trying to think where it actually was. Um, Lydia might be actually able to actually tell me. Um, and we had a weekend of not really knowing what to fully expect. Um, it allowed people to just come with their stories, find meaning in other people's stories without it being too structured, I think. Um, it was really, really good. Um, really lovely time. Um, and there were a few people that I then met as a result of that that are interested in being part of Faith and Geekery because you find your people and you meet people um, that are um, into the same things um, yeah. who who want to join a community of people that find meaning and truth in the way that that we do. So uh, yeah. I think it's a it's a discipline and an approach more than it's. Uh, a specific set of criteria that you need in order to to belong um, yeah. and there was a lot of stuff about belonging and how mm. important it is um to be authentically yourself but that often comes with um an invitation to belong um mm. and that belonging doesn't have to change who you are um 
And I think we had a great talk from Yaz, who's been on the Hope and Anchor uh, podcast, um, about how often churches ask you to behave and then believe and then you can belong. And actually transformation comes when it starts with the belonging and mm -hmm. then the belief comes and then behavior change results as a, as a result of your full acceptance and being authentic self. So um, yeah. some really, really lovely things to reflect on from that. Fantastic, thank you. And there's a little picture there of, um, of uh, Lydia kind of doing a, a mandala as well, um, which I think was part of the weekend maybe, I don't know. No. Um, oh, was no, it not? Was it just a, just a, oh, fantastic. Um, so that's like a blue and dark blue and white um, one. So there we go. So I think that is our time. We've just gone over the hour. Um, just a little, I, I know I gave a little nod to uh, our competition, but that is basically going across our social media platforms. Um, and so if you want a set of dice, uh, UK mainland only, I'm afraid, uh, or UK, whatever I can afford on the postage. Uh, but we'll um, just kind of, United Kingdom only, I'm afraid, folks. Um, but yeah, like, comment, share, uh, and all that kind of stuff, and join the following. I think it's just also an, opp an opportunity just to explore which one of our social media platforms is working, which aren't. Um, I'm feeling quite stretched across all of these different platforms of whether it's uh, Blue Sky, Threads, X, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and all that kind of gubbins. Uh, so uh, yeah, just kind of uh, like, share, and just spread the word. Really, if you like this uh, podcast, if you like this uh, stream, then do uh, do kind of uh, give it a bit of a, a thumbs up and share it around. Uh, but we've come to the end uh, of our of our time tonight. Again, thanks, Sam. Thank you for joining yeah, thank us. You very much, Sam. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> Bless it. I'm going to drop you off the screen now. So yep. goodbye. And uh, and Becca, yeah, anything else left to say or otherwise as you return to the cupcake? Yeah, anything else left to say? I think it's just lovely. I think it's worth um, saying to people watching and who are going to watch it back, um, if you've got ideas about the things you want to talk about, things you want to hear about, but particularly about the quiz, which is on the 30th of January. Um, and we want as many people to take part and uh, join in as we can get. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm thinking what we need are um, two, two teams, Mark. Mm. And we have panel people in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, team leaders. So uh, if you want to be a quiz team leader, uh well well then hosted that would be great yeah no that'd be fantastic oh, yeah. wouldn't it that'll be that'll be good that'll be good and uh, yeah i think we can have up to 10 people um so let's uh we can always give that a bit of a challenge um and let's uh, aim high let's aim high i'm not sure if we are around next week though um um I don't know. I'm not, so it depends. But folks, we'll just let you know um, in the normal yeah. way. If we've um, got but... someone who wants to come and have a chat with me next week, then we'll be around. If not, um, we'll be back the following week. Yeah. So we'll go big and bold with our quiz, which is raising money. And you know, there's no obligation, but we'd want to encourage you to uh, raise money. There's a Just Giving page and all that kind of gubbins, which we'll share um which you should be already shared already uh and uh yeah folks uh thank you for joining us thanks again to sam and uh yeah it just goes to show of how our creativity can start in one uh geekiness and uh and kind of mooch along into into other areas uh so uh it's been really fascinating and we wait to hear uh how uh, and wait to have sam returning to uh to share with her with us uh her her, uh, her publication and the next and the next so mm -hmm. god bless you folks i uh, hope you can kind of geek safe and uh yeah until the next time yeah. goodbye to the next year
You have been listening to the Faith and Geekery podcast. And if you want to find out more information or even be a guest on the show, please visit cybersten.co.uk for more information and all the social media likes and all that kind of stuff. And we are a small community. So those likes, those subscriptions, they all count and help towards uh, positive feelings in the world. Again, thank you for tuning in. Geek safe. <laughs>